0: How you doing? Uh, so, we're going to discuss um, exercise uh, selection and execution today. I um, feel like we've done a lot of topics recently on motivation and, and things in and around that. So, we wanted to knuckle down a little bit of how to train as a whole, really. So, um, we're going to cut that up. But before we do, Tom, how have you been this week? Yeah, not too bad. Been up too much? Nah, pretty quiet week. Training um, been okay?
1: Yeah, all be good. Um, been doing a couple of sort of hit, hit
0: sessions. This is all with that new gym you're at now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I
1: signed up to a new gym a couple of weeks ago and they do a workout of the week um, and they're pretty horrendous.
0: They do a wow? Yeah, a workout <laughs> of the week. Um, we're doing it on a Wednesday, so it's a wow with a double, double know, W. Double W, nice, nice. What was it today? Like? burpees?
1: No burpees, oh. um, a salt bike, uh, rower, box jumps. Yeah. Nice, nice. A lot of legs. You, who are you doing it with? You said we. Yeah, I'm doing it with my fiance. Oh, okay. Um, and another guy from work joined in today. Okay, cool. But so, I, yeah. Don't know if he'll be back again. <laughs> oh, really? Is that one of those workouts? It's pretty
0: tough. <laughs> but obviously, out. it'll be different next week, so hopefully it's a bit, yeah, a bit nicer. Fair. Um, so. One of the main things we um, are going to go through, we're going to try and go in some sort of order today with regards to what we're doing. So we're going to try and um, sort of cover everything to do with sort of your training, um, sort of breakdown of your, from your training split, um, sort of the selection of the exercises you use within that training split, um, and then touch on the execution, how we can um, improve your sort of um, form and Results really um, on the back of it. So, first and foremost, we're just going to go through training splits. I think um, for for those of you that aren't aware of what I mean by training split, uh, we're just looking at what um, muscle groups or what um, workouts you're doing on a weekly basis. So, in the past, and I'm sure you you did this one time, Tom, because I certainly did uh, do something called a bro split, where split all your muscle groups up. Um, chest, back, legs, arms, shoulders, that sort of thing. Um, That's sort of been proven to be not the most effective way to train anymore. So, um, well, I say sort of, it has been proven. Uh, And the main reason for that is we want to increase our frequency of training. Um, And if we can put together some sort of training split that means we're going to be able to um, uh, work work a... muscle group more than once a week, so our frequency is higher, then obviously that's going to be better, cause better, res- or develop us better in the long run. So, um, basically I'll, I'll run through sort of uh, the options that I like to use with clients, and then obviously we'll have a little chat about them after that. So, if you are um, fairly new to the gym, and you've probably only going to attend two, two to three times a week, um, my preference with clients like that would be to to make get them to a the full body split um essentially it just means that three times a week they're going to be able to work um work the each muscle group but at the same time in doing a full body split they're probably not going to have as much intensity within the session on each muscle um so three times a week would probably be, um i'd use full body anything above sort of Potentially from two to, to four sessions, so I probably wouldn't recommend it if you're just doing two, but I might do in different circumstances. Um, would be uh, an upper body lower body split. So one session would be working on upper body, upper body, and obviously there's other one lower body, and then you would repeat that twice if you could. Or, or indeed, you might end up looking at a split in terms of upper body, lower body, and a full body split. So there's different ways you can play around with it. I think you're probably getting the, the gist now. Um, and then finally, if you're going to work out a little bit more, um, so if you're looking at anything up to sort of six, um, six sessions a week, or it could you could split your training split if you like into um, uh, sort of more than seven days. So you might potentially do over the course of like an eight-day split, uh, do push pull legs uh, twice, um, or you could do push pull legs with an upper body link in there as well so rather than me just rabbiting on about what, what splits i normally use with clients what, what sort of things have you used in the past Tom how have you felt about it I know obviously we've changed yours around yeah. a little bit um, after your first transformation um, which by the way guys uh, Tom's probably looking better now than he was at the <laughs> time of that transformation um, so I think when, when I first joined the gym it was
1: as I said bros but I think I wanted to do I wanted to get my whole body up, up to shape and I thought the best way to do that was to focus on one muscle group each session. Um, never really saw great results doing that. Um, I, I mean think, admittedly I wasn't as strict and I wasn't
0: tracking things, so yeah. there's probably other And I think other it's reasons why it's, what it's I easier I, to do that as well, as I think, isn't it, when you do a bro split, I think lots of people might sacrifice legs one week or <coughs> yeah. or, or a weaker body part that they're not that keen on. I mean, yeah, and now,
1: no. now thinking back into that how, how stupid it was. Um and yeah, how little results I actually got from it. And then um, the first plan you gave me was a mixture of upper lower, upper and lower body and push pull legs. Um and yeah, sort of started seeing the results straight away. Yeah. Um, and it's nice thinking that you don't have to wait a whole week to work another muscle muscle. I think I'm quite self conscious about my legs I always thought they'd been quite scrawny so doing them once a week wasn't really wasn't a nice feeling for me so I always look forward to doing them especially now doing them twice a week Yeah, Um, and obviously start seeing the results so you can definitely see the benefits of of training splits um, and making sure that you work out each muscle group more than more than once a week.
0: Yeah, I think I think another element of it is with the bro split, if you like, in the past, people would absolutely and people still do, absolutely hammer a certain muscle group, so you'd be there for a long time doing like up to twenty five sets on chest, for example, and then you're gonna have DOMS from that obviously, but it doesn't necessarily Does it
1: also get to a point where you're actually not doing anything? Uh, you're
0: always gonna do you're always going to be working it. I mean, there's going to be a point where you're um, so fatigued that you're probably not doing anything, getting contraction in the right area. So, yeah. if your chest is tired, your triceps are going to kick in. Your, your shoulders with certain exercises are going to kick in. So actually, you're probably not actually doing what you think you are in terms of um, smashing your chest. But um, yeah, I think the the key is that you don't actually need to ache for a whole week before you can do it again. Yeah. Um, and I think ultimately, if you do a little bit. Less in a session, but more frequently. So doing a little bit less, but doing it two times potentially three times a week, depending on what. Um, is that what is, this split is?
1: Is it just society that's changed it, or is science? No, it's research it, it, come it, out it,
0: and so? basically research comes has come out and said frequency is more important than intensity to a certain extent. So um, you can have the most. I found this on oh, it. series <laughs> series me series picked up the, picked up whatever saying Um yeah, so in terms of development um, and growth of muscle, frequency is more important than sort of the oh, intensity. Absolutely smashing each muscle. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we are training splits. I mean, I've done a mixture of pretty much yeah. everything. Um, definitely did a bra split when I was younger. Uh, Push pull legs is probably what I have done a lot since that. But also. Um, sort of go down to upper body lower body with that or in some cases like full body splits I quite enjoy doing if like I'm on holiday and things like that I'll just try and get a full body session in um so yeah so in terms of sort of your exercise selection um that would be the split you work on then from there on in what what would you obviously I've spoke to you about this in the past but if we're going onto Exercises that you like to do, what's your do you have go to exercises that you like to do and perhaps ones that you don't like to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's certainly exercises that I like to do, um, and they'd be the ones where I can like, feel the biggest sort of contraction, yeah. Um, and then there's obviously exercises that I feel like I'm probably not technically as good at, yeah, so try and avoid them. Um, I think recently that's changed a little bit. Um, sort of started doing deadlifts properly. Yeah. Um, had a few sessions with the PT at the new gym, <clears throat> and I've seen like results already that my actual form and things are better. Yeah. Um, so I've added those in, but then I think there are some that I'll never be able to do. They, they're probably too advanced or maybe too uh, too specific. Um, I'd rather stick to as as compound as possible mm-hmm. um, to try and work those large large muscle groups and I think the smaller muscle groups Just... need to pick up from those exercises anyway yeah I
0: think I think the um, everything you're saying there is 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 fairly relevant I think the main um, thing that I was try to get to and get my clients to understand and what sort of the key objective is is to make sure you know what muscles you're working at what time um, if you're not able to get a contraction in uh, the muscle you're meant to be working then actually there's no point doing that exercise i think in the um in the past i've had clients sort of question me why i said okay we're just not going to do that so it might be an rdl for example and i said where are you feeling that feeling back and i'm looking at the form i've changed their form a little bit and then by the end of it i'm they're still saying they're feeling it in their back and I'm happy with their form so what's the point of doing it if you're not going to feel it in your hamstring if you're not going to get the the um, the contraction or, or the feeling where I, I want you to feel it then we'll just drop that exercise and that client sort of question no, well why don't you just show me how to do it because it's not working for you yeah. I have I have exercises that don't work for me um, the theory that um, or a good way to describe it I've, I've sort of learnt over the last year Um. Is if you look at your sort of exercise selection with sort of a big, a big circle with a little circle in the middle. So your inner circle has all the exercises that you can fully um, perform to a self, uh, to a safe um, standard, and as well as get a good um, contraction or, or good feeling from doing those exercises. So there, your sort of go-to exercises that probably stick around for a long, long time. And then you've got the ones that are slightly harder. That you feel like you're not getting the full contraction, you can perform them, but you're not necessarily getting the full benefit from them. So they're ones that you can work on, and then you hopefully develop over time. And then you've also got the exercises that you're literally just not gonna ever be able to perform to the greatest of your ability, um, and that could be for mobility reasons or just the fact that actually it's going to take so long to be able to perform that exercise that it's not no point carrying on trying to practice it. Um, and I like to put those in the the fuck-it bucket, so ones that I just can't get done. So, for example, I really struggle with the mobility of doing a front squat, so I just won't do them. Um, and I'll. it's just an exercise that I just don't even bother working on because I really struggle to get my elbows up high enough um, and to, to hold the bar in that position. Whereas, obviously, a, a normal squat is one where, obviously, I think I'm always working on, on the squat, so that's in my sort of bigger circle and then one that I know that I can perform and and load and do it safely is is leg press so all of them are similar um movements if you like they're big compound leg movements but I've got one that I can do that I'm really happy with I can load one that I'm working on and I will have my workout it's something I'll always try to perfect and in one that I've just gone no not for me so I think if everyone was to take that Sort of notion when looking at their selection of exercises, and instead of sort of reading reading up what the best, and I see it with glutes a, a hell of a lot, um lots of, um obviously females want to build big glutes and so do men really a lot of the time but females are constantly focused on their glutes and you see things like, um bands and things like that being used. That's cool if you're getting the contraction in your. In your glutes, but a lot of the time, I see people just doing something that's the same as like an adductor machine. Sorry, um, and they're just doing it with a band because someone on social media said that's the best thing to do, rather than actually thinking about an on a. If I can load a abductor machine up, and yeah, actually... I think
1: I've definitely been a. I've, I've fallen to that for that trick. I've looked on, on online and gone, "Oh, the best best way to get big." Do this, big causes to do this exercise. Yeah, I not not everyone's doing it. Yet. Yeah, and, uh, and I, think I, don't, that, I don't
0: feel it, but I keep going. It yeah, that's, that's one of what the what biggest myths. That's be. one of the big myths in in fitness. I think there's never a one size fits all solution to pretty much anything, yeah. everyone's individual. That my biomechanics are completely different to yours. I mean, I'm six foot five, you're five. Uh, <clears What? throat> Five eight. Okay, I thought you were taller than that. Um, so, so biomechanically, we're we're gonna be just different. If we get on a, a chest press machine, for example, it's gonna feel completely different to me than it is to you, just because of our size. And that that machine's been made wherever it's been made, and it's not a um, sort of a, a machine that can fit everyone, yeah, everyone shape and size. So, I think the most important thing when it so what what we've sort of covered so far is that. With your training split, you need to make it so it works around you. But we want the frequency as high as possible for each muscle group. So, based on what your sort of attendance in the gym is going to be, then is how how what your training split should look like. Um, when it comes to exercise selection, don't just read up what everyone's saying. You need to find the exercises that are best for you um, and they get the best results for you. So um, you get that
1: intrinsic feeling as well that of course. it feels good. So that's only going to make it's only going to make your gym experience more enjoyable and yeah. may help with motivation. You might go, like, oh, I've got that in my yeah, hundred percent. That like that today. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, today. and actually,
0: within reason, obviously, um, you should always have exercises that you sort of like doing anyway, yeah. assuming you like the feeling of
1: There's this whole no, no pain, no gain sort of thing. But sometimes it's
0: yeah, it's actually you can enjoy the gym and a, it's a, fine. a good a good example of um, sort of exercise that. Uh, well we, we've done quite a lot recently is leg extension isn't it where I've sort of we, we, we've sort of focused in on how to really activate the muscles as best we can throughout the whole movement um and in doing that it's an it's an exercise that's very easy to yeah to do but it's also an exercise that's very easy to do wrong and you can make it a lot harder just by creating more more sort of tension um through the muscle so there's, there's lots of things you can and actually there's probably one of my favorite exercises but it's also now probably getting me the best yeah best results and if I was gonna I, I suppose you, you touched on there what's the best exercise to build big quads well actually going to the basic ones just a, a quad extension a leg extension sorry is going to be activating those those quads as well as any exercise, because it's isolating those those muscles. Yeah. So if you want big quads, don't start looking at all these sort of fancy exercises that are around. Just focus on the exercise that is is built built for, for that. It, yeah. um, so then, from again, we're just touching it there. When it comes to sort of us look um, on the leg extension is a good good place to start really when we're looking at um, how to build slightly more of a tension or, or to develop the, the quads a little bit more we're sort of looking at the strength curve of an exercise so invariably you hear people sort of talk about the time under tension it's probably a phrase, a phrase you've heard and, and people say that you don't necessarily need to increase a weight you can just increase the t- uh, the tempo of the exercise this is true but at the same time you need to make sure you're doing it in the correct way um, for example if I was to do a leg extension, um, obviously the hardest part of the leg extension is when my, my quad is shortened um, and it's in that sort of horizontal phase of the movement. And then from the bottom, if you think from the bottom, we're actually not at the, we're not stretching the quad as far as we possibly could purely because of the, the make-up of the machine. So most people can put their heel to their bum, you don't get a leg extension that lets you put your heel to your bum. So... Um, when you're looking at sort of the, the curve of a exercise, invariably when our muscle is completely lengthened, it's at its weakest part of the movement, and when it's completely shortened, it's at the weakest part of the movement. So in a leg extension, as an example, because we were on that one already, you're actually starting in the strength strong part of the movement, because your leg's are not your uh, quad, sorry, isn't fully extended. So in that movement quite often you see people sort of almost throw their leg up from the bottom all the way to the top and then maybe catch the weight, opposed to slowly moving through the contraction. So what, what um, when we're saying time under tension, you're actually going to get best results if you're working really um, closely in the weakest part of the movement. So on a leg center you'd go up slowly but you'd hold in that horizontal position and then you'd go down. Lots of people will actually go really slow on the way up, uh, really slow on the way up, get to the top, and then almost instantly come back down and just catch it again when they're in their strongest part of the movement. So what we're we're looking to do is is work in the weakest part of the movement. A squats a good example. How at the bottom of our squat we might want to hold the hold the um, the squat in the squat position at the bottom, just a little pause, and then go up again. So when we're looking at uh the execution to to basically put it into really real simple terms if at the depending on the exercises because some aren't, aren't quite like this but if you've got your muscle lengthened so at the start of an exercise it's probably best that you uh hold it there for as long as possible and when it's shortened you also hold it there as much as possible so um that's just something to con- consider that's something we, we've worked on like i said and Quite, we've done a few leg yeah. workouts recently and you've noticed a big difference in that? Massively, yeah. yeah. As, soon as, as soon as you explain
1: it um, and we actually did the exercise and you explain, you talked me through doing it, made a massive difference. Um, and now, I've got put leg, leg extension, for example, every time I do it now, um, probably not on as heavy
0: weight as I was doing, but find it twice as hard. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think struggles to walk out of the gym. I think I think that's the key with exercise execution. It's, it's not always about now don't get me wrong, there is a element of to grow muscle or to stimulate the muscle in certain way we do want to have a, a, a weight that's um that's heavy enough for us to, to do that. But not always the case if you can do a exercise where you don't need a massive weight but you can force the or create a larger force through the muscle. Yeah. Um or co- constrain the contraction through the muscle. Well, even,
1: even if, as, as you say, if you do a pause at yep. the weakest part of it, you can probably then go up the weight. You can, well, You can build strength by doing that, yep. and then go up a weight and do a, I said, a, a, a more normal rep. Yeah, I think I think they build up again to, to a pause or slowing down the contraction.
0: I think at this point is where sort of the biggest training principle needs to be be mentioned. Obviously, for us to develop in any sort of um, fitness or training sort of um, development, or look when we're looking at any development when it comes to training or fitness, progressive overload is going to be massively important. So with regards to progressive overload, that can be achieved in, in many different ways. It doesn't necessarily need to be that, you know, my bench press has gone up 10K in, a, in a six months or anything like that. It, ca- it can just be that I can increase the, I can slow the tempo down I can um, increase the amount of reps I do it loads of different ways that you can um, improve your um, you can progress with progressive overload um, but it's always important that with every session that you're doing you are looking to progress in some way shape or form so if that is just one extra rep or if it is just my forms better because yeah. if I've got terrible form and I'm not feeling so a lap pull down for example because you see some horrendous form on a, on a lat pull down if i'm not even feeling it my lats which isn't actually that easy to always feel um a lat pull down in your lats but if you're doing it so you are feeling it in your lats you're probably going to look very different to if you're trying to lift as much as you possibly can on that pull yeah. down um because everyone can turn it into a bit of a row um and it's just a case of actually activating the muscles in the correct way um which actually brings on quite nicely so if we look at um how you develop that the best if if you're someone that's got a really good mind to muscle connection and you can sort of i don't know uh if you can do a bicep curl and you can have a six kilogram dumbbell and you can really squeeze the bicep to the point that you're you're failing after sort of 10 to 15 reps then that is absolute that's gold that's what we're looking for with a lot lots of exercises so if that's how you are then you need to focus on that and use that as best you can because actually you can probably exercise more frequently uh, with less chance of injury and also get a better um, sort of contraction muscle whereas some people might not be able to do that at all um, and might need a, uh, a weight to help them get there um, so I've used bicep curl there as an example, but another one that's, that's really good is if you're doing, like, a, a chest press. Often people do feel they get doms in a, in a bench press or a chest press. Um, but it might be because they've had to load it loads, um, opposed to just feeling it through the chest anyway, because lots of people will do a bench press and they'll feel it all in their shoulders. Um, and then the only reason they're actually... Um, feeling doms or feeling in the chest afterwards because they put so much load on it that the chest has to kick in, yeah. rather than focusing on the contraction. So again, we're sort of talking about making sure you're working the muscle groups, um, or you're feeling what you're working in each each workout, um, and making sure that actually when you're doing that, the chosen exercises that you've already come to and said these are the ones that I get the best contraction with, that you then also either Using weight as a stimulus or actually just the movement and really focusing on how I get the best contraction with my chest, for example, um, or how I get the, the best out of my workout. So in some cases, you're going to be able to do that without much weight. Um, I always think that a good example of, of that is a, a shoulder press. Um, if you get someone on a shoulder press machine, they instantly feel it in the shoulders because we very rarely lift our hands above our head, especially if we've got a weight in, the, in them. So we'll feel that straight away in our shoulders. Um, but some people might need, once you get more used to that movement, you might need more weight to to feel it, if that makes sense, because a novice will probably struggle with a shoulder press more, more than any other yeah. exercise when they start off. Um, so does that that make sense to you what I've said there? Isn't yeah? So, so you said the ideal is to...
1: Sort of work out with as little weight as possible, but still getting that yeah, as yeah. um, much of force through the muscle. I mean,
0: it's yeah, hundred percent. Is it's not all about, um, you know, throwing the, the biggest weight around the gym. That's yeah. not always going to be, um, the best thing for you to do. That there, there's always going to be that one or two exercises where you're going to do that, and you you're going to need to do that anyway because we do want to increase our strength. Yeah. But there's also an element of this: make sure we get a contraction. Um, if if we're not able to perform an exercise perfectly or not or to the best of our ability because the weight's too heavy, then yeah. chances are. And and going back to that original comment, um, our weakest points are at the lengthening and the shortening phase of, of an exercise when it comes to the muscle. If you're working within a really poor range and you're only working in the middle part of that yeah you're going to develop strength I suppose in that poorer bit if we're looking at fitness as an overall thing our mobility is not going to be much better because we're not going to be able to get to the middle part all the time um, middle part of the movement so if you're for example sat on the floor and have to stand up you're not going to, to do it if you just work a really poor range in your squats for example um, obviously when I say that I mean if you've got a weight on your back and you're sat on the floor, but um but yeah, you get my point. Um, and then I think the the final thing that I've certainly touched on quite a lot of my clients recently and, and probably only really focused on it a lot because I was doing a workout myself and realised that I probably, well, I, I had to do six to eight reps on an exercise and I did I did six to eight reps and put it down and thought I so could have done more than that. So what with every exercise and with every workout and i say this to to every new person that starts but sometimes don't necessarily focus on it with my clients and and i certainly have done a lot more now um is that you're sort of in the gym to fail and by that i mean if you're able to do something then actually it's not going to be that beneficial to you 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 want to be able to you want to get to the point you're failing, that doesn't necessarily mean that you ha- need to have a really heavy weight so you can't can't lift it anymore and things like that. But if I've got a rep range of six to eight, I want to be failing between six and eight reps. If I've got a rep range of twelve to fifteen, I want to be failing between twelve and fifteen reps. And if I'm able to do more, I should do more, just because I've a bit of papers told me that um, I should be doing six to eight reps, and I can do I don't know ten then I should do 10, and then consider it increasing the weight or whatever it might be, um, or, or consider my technique, can I get more of a contraction of it, create, and create more uh, force through the muscle with each rep. So, yeah, w- one thing I used to
1: do was, I'd do a, I'd do a set, uh, and then i will just make a note of how, how it went. So I used to have like a, uh, a traffic light system, so yeah. if it was doable, and probably too easy, I'd put it as green um and obviously then amber if it was okay carry around one of those big yeah. pens that come a different color luckily <laughs> <Lovely, laughs> i luckily it's on my phone yeah um and if i if i really struggle to do it i'll put it down as red so then when i come round to the same ex- exercise next week if it was green i'd go okay then let's try it with a bit more weight yep um if it was orange i'd probably just try and stick it again if it was red then i'd probably stick it again but may look to drop away if it, if it continues to be too hard
0: yeah i think that um that that's a really good point when it comes to exercise selection and and um sort of uh how you're performing the exercises and execution then actually you need to remember and we're sort of given a lot of information here with regards to what the best things to do are if you're not monitoring yourself when you're working out then actually it's probably not going to be that easy for you to remember. It's same, quite easy to same, same, weight and then if you yes, struggle the next week yeah, you yeah, yeah. like, oh, why am I struggling this and week? It's you might with, have been struggling the week before yeah, anyway. And it's, but it's same with weight. How many people do you see coming to the gym and they don't look at anything? So you can't tell me that they know their weight yeah. f- for every single exercise. Um, and invariably, they're the people that aren't necessarily getting the results that um, results that the, the, they desire. Yeah, I've been there. I've wandered
1: into a gym and gone, I've oh, yeah. no idea what I did last week and then spent spend an
0: hour or so trying want to work out what weight I'm at everything. yeah 100% and I think that's a that's a really good point actually when it comes to all this information actually just tracking what you're doing is going to be really important yeah. uh, certainly when it comes to the, the progressive overload element um, and then also if we're saying that and what I'm saying to you is I want you to fail every time you come into the gym I want you to make sure that within the rep range you're finding a weight to fit that rep range rather than just stopping because the rep range is, is in place um, you need to have notes and know exactly what your best, strongest weight is for certain things. So, um, I think that's a really, really important point to sort of close on. Really, that we're given lots of information, um, but unless you're putting it into practice and, and writing it all down, then then that's basically not gonna. It's not gonna help you. Yeah. Um, and I probably close with with the the other point i like to make it when talking about um exercise selection and execution you can get results off of the worst plan in the world if you're consistent with it and you can be given the best plan in the world and if you're not going to be consistent and, and put in the hard work you're not going to get the results from it so i think there is an element of we, we, when we're going through a lot of this we're looking at you helping you to find the exercises that work for you best and i think that's that's key everyone's different so you need to make sure that it's working for you not a case of um you know just doing what someone's told you to do because that's not going to help you um so if you're consistent with a program that isn't great then you are going to get results if you're not consistent with a good one then you're not going to get results so even if this helps you with, to build a program that's absolutely perfect for you, you need to be consistent with it, and then the results will follow. Yeah. So, I don't feel like we've uh, gone on a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got a bit of verbal diarrhea today. Obviously, I wasn't talking enough to my clients all day. So, um, any any take home points from there, Tom? That you're gonna implement or?
1: No, I think you've covered it all. It's, it's all it's different uh, different horses for different courses, isn't it? you've got to find out what yeah. works for you um set that plan up, talk to someone like like Sam or talk to Sam. Yeah. Um, um talk to him like what do you like, what do you enjoy, um, what are you aiming to get out of it and then you can then work work out what the perfect um, perfect plan is for you. Um, and then as Sam says, it's just a matter of putting it into practice and making sure that you're doing it correctly and consistently.
0: Yeah. So I think um that's all we're going to really cover today so thanks again for listening um if you want to uh leave a review at the end of this uh, podcast much appreciated Uh, we are looking to um release a few these a little bit more regularly than we have been of late so um any reviews or any feedbacks always welcome if you could share it as well if you're on a spotify or sorry follow it if you're on spotify um and share it with friends that'd be brilliant um yeah and if you want to contact me at all directly um, about anything, it's S Knowles Fitness on Instagram. So at S Fitness on Instagram, or if you search for Sam Knowles PT on um, Facebook, you'll be able to find my group. And if you uh, want to join, more than welcome. Um, and there's information on on both both those platforms that should be able to help you along with this. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we shall see you again soon. Hi guys, thanks for listening to yet another one of our podcasts. I hope you managed to take something away from it that will be useful with your training goals. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you very much for continuing to listen to our podcast. We really appreciate the continued support you're giving us. Um, If to help with that, you could perhaps leave a review on our iTunes. Um, Alternatively, if you're listening on any other platform, if you could like and share it with as many people as possible, we would much appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and uh, we shall see you soon.